And now, welcome to Like a Boss. Insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity. But this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago. And now I help small businesses, solo practitioners, and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com, and let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Hi, everyone. My name is Heather Havenwood, and welcome to another version of Like a Boss, where I get to interview entrepreneurs, influencers, experts, and badasses like you. Did I say experts? Did I even say that right? Experts and badasses like you. I'm super excited today to be interviewing someone that I reached out to yesterday, be her PR person, said, I want to interview this woman, like now. So we got connected within 24 hours, and so um, because I really want to learn um, selfishly, out from her work and that sometimes I do that. I'm like, oh, I want to learn about that. So I reach out to someone or say yes to something because I'm like, I want to learn it selfishly and want to learn through that process and share with you, the listeners. So I'm super excited today for this. So listen up, whatever you're doing, treadmill, driving, all that good stuff. Listen up. This is going to be a really, truly good interview. All right. I'm going to introduce you to my expert today, Dr. Susan Shabusky. I love that name. Super cute. She dedicates her life to helping people take command of their lives in highly effective, powerful, positive ways. She is the best-selling author of 17 books in English. That's pretty impressive. And 34 books in foreign language languages. That's truly impressive. She has won 31 prestigious book awards, a pioneer in the human potential field. She has taught meditation, prayer, affirmation, and intuition to thousands worldwide for decades. Susan is a highly, and she's a doctor, by the way, Dr. Susan, is a highly respected spiritual teacher, award-winning author, and founder of Divine Elevation, a unique field-proven technology for contacting the divine presence and hearing and testing the inner voice, receiving clear divine guidance. Wow. That's pretty cool. I'm super excited to bring her on. Um, Dr. Susan, thanks for being here. Well, thanks so much for having me here, Heather. I'm so glad to be here with you today. Well, this is impressive. I'm really impressed with who you are and what you're creating in the world. Um, More importantly, I personally, going through my own stories about this, before we get started, what is the website people can find you at? DrSusan.org, DrSusan.org, and also DivineTravels.com. That's plural on the travels, DivineTravels.com. 
Okay, great. That's drsusan.org and divinetravels.com. Okay, great. So she's here today talking about, she's got two new books. I'm going to tell you both, but I'm going to go down one road today specifically. Two new books, The Big Book of Chakras. Sounds awesome, by the way. I haven't gotten that one yet. And The Third Eye Meditations. That is the one I was very called to when I saw um, the email come across and I was very, very, very very, very drawn to that. But I have to say here, you were the guru of the Beatles. Is that my reading that right? My guru, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, was the guru of the Beatles. And he was also the guru of Deepak Chopra and many, many hundreds of extremely famous celebrities. Oh, cool. I just saw guru of the Beatles. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's cool. Um, and that, that's really awesome. And your mentor, say his name again. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And where, and he's the founder of Transcendental Meditation. Correct, correct, yeah. And I wrote a book about my relationship with him and the Beatles' relationship with him. Uh, I wrote a memoir about that. It's called Maharishi and Me. <laughs> nice. And how long were you studying with him? Well, I was studying with him for over two decades, and I was on his personal staff for six years. And I lived in Europe at that time. Oh, nice. That's cool. Okay, great. Well, that's, that's some fun facts. All right, let's, let's kind of dive in. So if you could just tell us a little bit about your personal story, you've had 17 books. So give us a little personal story, a little bit about, you know, this, this current book or just your overall um, personal story. So uh, it was the 1960s. I was a hippie. I was living in the San Francisco Bay area. And those of us who were flower children, well, we were seeking not just sex, drugs, and rock and roll. We were seeking spiritual awakening. We were seeking nirvana, actually. And our mentors at the time were Richard Alpert, who became Ram Dass, and Timothy Leary. And they, they wrote a book called The Psychedelic Experience. And they told us that we need to turn on, tune in, and drop out. So that's what I was doing in the 60s. And I was seeking this higher state of consciousness through taking LSD, which is what Timothy Leary and Richard Albert were, um, were trying to propagate and promote. So that didn't work out too well for me, even though <laughs> I tried taking LSD. It was pretty much of a disaster for me. But I still wanted to reach nirvana. And I knew that I could do that if I could learn real meditation. And I had been reading all the books I could find about higher consciousness, uh, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. Uh, I was reading various Buddhist scriptures. I was re reading The Way of Zen by Alan Watts. And in Alan Watts' books, he said that you have to find a meditation guide. Well, in 1966 in Berkeley, California, you didn't exactly go to the yellow pages and find meditation guide or anything remotely similar to that. Right. right. Roommate, well, well, how, you know, how am I going to find this meditation guide? And he said, well, have you ever tried to meditate on your own? And I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. So I lay down on my bed. That's how clueless I was. I didn't even know you're supposed to sit up when you meditate. I lay on my bed and I sort of asked for or prayed for a meditation. And immediately I was propelled into this ecstatic state. I could feel this rush of energy rushing from the tips of my toes all the way up to the top of my head. And I felt like I was plugged into an electric socket 
cosmic electric socket, but in the most ecstatic way. And I figured, well, I guess this is meditation. Little did I know that not only had I had my first meditation experience, but also Kundalini awakening at the same time. And, um, and after that, I, I, a friend took me to the Transcendental Meditation Center. And as soon as I saw the picture of the guru on the wall, I knew this is it. I could, I could just sense this, this overwhelming bliss coming from his eyes, radiating from his eyes. And I knew this is it. This is where I'm going to learn real, real meditation. And so are you trained, if you don't mind, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Yeah, are you absolutely. trained in the transcendental meditation? I know, I know there's trainers there. Is, is that, are you a trainer? Yes, I am oh. a transcendental meditation teacher. However, teacher. Sorry. yeah, I have not taught transcendental meditation since 1989. I've been teaching another form of meditation that I write about in my books. It's called okay. Divine Revelation. Divine Relevation. Relevation. Okay. Okay. Got it. So thank you. But there's a, cause I do know there's divine, uh, there's transcendental meditation trainers. Is that right? Exactly. There yeah. Are. And then, uh, you're teaching something new and this is something that for that you have, is it yours? Is it your, your way of doing it? Or is it another teaching that you've learned? Yes. It's another teaching that I learned everything that I've ever all the spiritual development I've had in my life has been, I've, I've learned it, you know, I, I yeah. studied, and I practiced and studied and practiced. So yeah, yeah, I okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to get a context where people understand that they're not um, um, understanding what transcendental meditation is. It's a, I think it's a nonprofit organization. I don't know much about it. Nonprofit organization that that teaches it. Okay. okay, cool. So in, in the eight, late '80s, early '90s, you now have this new particular kind of meditation. Where did that come from? Where? What, tell us about the journey of that. Well, I learned from uh, Ann and Peter Meyer of San Diego. And uh, and I learned uh, from a a teaching called Teaching of Intuitional Metaphysics, which you've never heard of. (laughs) No one has ever heard of. But (laughs) through that teaching, I learned how to have direct contact and communication with the divine presence, how to listen to the still small voice within, how to develop intuition, develop clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient abilities and all of that. So I learned that from Peter Meyer, who was my mentor at that time. Okay. And I, and I believe that, um, I believe that everyone has a gift now, if they tap into it or not is something else, but I think that everyone has a gift. What would you say your gift is in the spiritual realm? My gift is that I have the uncanny ability to listen to the divine voice and to be clear, to, to know when it's really that true divine voice coming from the spiritual world and not from some other plane of existence like the astral world or the mental world. So I have the ability to communicate directly with divine beings, ascended masters, deities, and so on. And that's kind of a, I find that it's kind of a rare thing, but I know that everybody can do this. And I help people you know to do that themselves so you help people to find their own versus going to maybe uh, a channeler or are you a channeler exactly. well you might call me a channeler I, i'm not really too fond of that word but okay yeah yeah I, I you could define me as a channeler if you want okay but but what my job is to help people to become their own channel for nice. the divine within them right. uh, my job is to help people to awaken their own higher self be able to listen to that inner voice themselves, 
be able to uh, ask questions and receive guidance. Very practical, practical, everyday, down-to-earth questions that they want answers to that will help them in their everyday life. So that is my mission, and that's what I do. And I do it mainly through writing these books, but I also teach live, and I even do private sessions occasionally when people... Yeah, what do you find as your... Not the books, because that's very different. But what do you find as like an ideal client for yourself that is searching? I think anybody who is sincere about realizing God, anyone who's sincere about awakening their higher self and developing their own abilities to become a psychic, to become clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient. Because it's so easy for people to do this. Anyone can do it. Do you really feel any, do you really believe that anyone can do it? I do because everyone is naturally, has natural psychic abilities. Okay. So when you walk into a room, for example, and there's a party going on and there's various people and you can sense right away, oh, this person seems very shy. This person seems very boisterous. This, this person seems uptight. I can sense the vibration. Uh, you walk into somebody's home and sometimes the home feels warm and happy and cozy. And sometimes you walk into a home and you feel like what's been going on here. You can sense there's been an argument or there's just some bad vibe, vibe in the air. And you know, that's not only people's homes, but other kinds of buildings. People sense this. They sense it right away. So uh, I'm going to push back just a little bit. Okay. You're, and I want you to push back is that I'm, I'm very, um, I'm empathetic. So I feel all, everything you're saying, I concur. I feel that. And I believed most of my life that every, I mean, everyone feels that. In my experience though, recently in the last couple of years, I have realized that no, not everyone is like that. There's people out there that are, they actually have a disorder of narcissism and sociopath and they literally have no ability to feel another person and what's going on with them or feel the room. Cause I've so many times I've like, can't you feel it's this? Or can't you feel like that person's like something's going on or can't you feel? And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I don't feel any of that. So it's almost like I agree it's possible. And I do agree with some people have a natural connection or they allow themselves to have that connection but wouldn't you say there's some people either they can't have that ability or they just just cut it off completely, they just don't want to actually feel anything? Well, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, you have you happen to be more empathetic than other people. Yeah, very. But everyone has a, a certain sensitivity, and some people are so sensitive that they block it through uh, addictions like drugs alcohol, um, even what you described, that kind of narcissism, usually they're more sensitive than other people and they're trying to dull themselves through uh, forcing, forcing that sensitivity away or taking a substance that will definitely numb them. Okay. I can, I can see that. So let's, I, I think we're going to be in agreement where it's like, Everyone, every human has the ability. Some just really choose to make sure they never feel that. That's <laughs> they, true. Just, they just choose to like cut that off. I know for myself, I, I, I'm very empathetic. I feel everything. 
but growing up, um, and I'm sure you've heard this kind of story before, people that are kids who are clairvoyant or they have special gifts or they, I know someone who sees the dead and all this stuff. Um, they're made fun of because I was told you're too sensitive. Yeah, I mean, I was totally made fun of all the time. And it really wasn't until God, the last six years of my life that someone said to me, you're the thing called empathetic. You connect, you actually feel, they were explaining it. And I was literally going, well, yeah, everyone does. And they're like, no, not, no, not everyone. You know, so that was the first time that I realized that not everyone walks into a room and feels it. Not everyone walks into a situation and can read the person. I can. That's kind of my gift, I, th I feel. So that's why I was asking. I think that everyone can connect to our, their higher self, if that makes sense. I do feel that everyone can do that. They can listen to If they to want to. Yeah. Yes, they can, if they want to. If, if they want to, if, for sure. It's Truth. just most people don't want to because they're afraid of it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Okay, great. So thanks for clearing that up for me in my little head over here. So let's talk about the third eye. You're going to walk us through what that book's about and possibly meditations. So I'm going to give you the floor here and, and why the third eye is maybe so important. Why, why did you write a book about it? Actually, I've written a couple books about the third eye. I wrote one called Awaken Your Third Eye. And then the latest book is called Third Eye Meditations. And this book is a guided meditation book. So the book leads you through various kinds of meditations about all kinds of different subjects in your life to help you develop uh, abilities of waking your third eye. Actually, it helps you do that. But it does it through the guided meditations because guided meditations are uh, simply words on the page which you can uh, read and record and then listen back to the meditation. Or I actually, it's better to even get the audiobook the audiobook of third eye meditations because you'll be able to listen to the meditation. So what's guided meditation? Well, that means that you're led through the process of meditation. Rather, I mean, there's many types of meditation. For example, using a mantra or, or maybe just breathing, trying to quiet the mind. There's so many different types of meditation. But guided meditation is completely simple and anyone can do it because all you have to do is just follow the instructions on the page. And hopefully if it's recorded, you're listening to these instructions so that you can keep your eyes closed and you can go deeper and deeper and deeper into meditation as you're being guided step by step, word by word. All you have to do is just follow. It's so easy to follow the instructions. So that's what guided meditation is. That makes sense. I do a lot of guided meditations myself, so I definitely okay. believe that. Um, okay, yeah. so why don't we, if you don't mind, why don't you walk us through or guide us through a guided meditation? Is that okay? Sure. Um, let's see. What would you like to do a meditation on? What, what do you think you would like to meditate on or or let's have a goal in mind yeah yeah okay so i'm dealing personally with a health issue with this surgery yes. and wanting to heal that so that's about, a good one yeah. and that could be universal health? health and the cells in my body healing yeah health and well-being yes okay yes that sounds good <laughs> all right so first of all let's just close our eyes 
And just keep your eyes closed until I tell you to open them. Now just let's just take a big deep breath together. Breathe in. And let it all go. And take a big deep breath of divine love. Breathe in. And release it. And a big deep breath of relaxation. Breathe in. And let it all go. Peace, peace, peace. Be still. Be still and be at peace. Perfect peace, perfect peace, perfect peace. Be still and be at peace. Let's take a deep breath and relax even more. Breathe in and let it go. Let's just begin to relax every part of our body step by step. Relax your forehead, relax your eyes, your eyebrows, the space between your eyebrows. Relax your chin and your jaw, relax your neck and your shoulders. Relax your arms, upper arms, lower arms, fingers, hands. Relax your chest and your stomach. Relax your hips, your thighs. Knees relaxing, breathing. And peace, peace, be at peace. Be still and be at peace. Now just imagine that there's a beautiful, beautiful green light, a healing light. A light that represents divine healing. And it is above your head now. And just imagine a ray of that light streaming down into your body. A ray of light now streams down into your body from the top of your head to the tips of your toes. And just imagine that that light is now increasing, increasing in its breadth and depth. It's becoming more and more radiant, beautiful emerald green light, a light of healing, of wholeness, and of wellness. And that light is beginning to permeate, pervade, and surround your body through your energy centers and bringing healing and health well-being light is now filling your body and extending even past your body to encompass your entire energy field and this light is now a mighty beauteous pillar of radiant healing light and it is vibrating all of your cells and it is increasing the pranic energy, the life force energy flowing 
flowing through your cells, flowing through every cell. Up and around and lifting your energy field to a higher vibrating to every cell. And you are feeling elevated and greater and greater and greater light. And the light is becoming so bright. It is like a blinding light now. And that light is just consuming all negative vibrations and all negative energies in your energy field. It's consuming any dis-ease, discomfort, any dissension, any thing that is negative is now completely burnt up in this radiant, radiant, radiant fire, this light, which is so brilliant and bright and beautiful. And your body is being restored to health on every level, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health on every level with this radiant light that is vibrating, radiating, filling, surrounding, and lifting your energy to the highest vibration that you can possibly comfortably enjoy at this time. And we feel the radiance of this light pervading, pervading and surrounding your body and your energy field now. And this is continuing, continuing and continuing. It does not stop with the end of this meditation. It continues to heal your body now and forevermore. So we give great gratitude to our higher self and to spirit for this divine, beautiful meditation. And we will come forth now, but keep your eyes closed until I tell you to open them. So what we'll do now is we'll pretend like we're blowing out some candles. I will demonstrate like this. So let's do that together. Coming forth from the level of spirit to the level of subconscious mind, knowing that our subconscious mind has been transformed, lifted, and healed by this meditation. Blowing out another candle. Coming forth to the level of conscious mind, knowing that we are in nature and conscious of who we really are. And we blow out another candle. Coming forth to the level of the physical body, knowing that the physical body is transforming into a light body, into a beauteous body of divine radiant light. And we blow out another candle, knowing that the body is filled with health and well-being and radiance and perfect, perfect health, perfect integration, perfect balance, perfect wholeness. And we blow out another candle. We become aware now that we are sitting in the chair, that we are grounded, that our feet are flat on the floor, and that we are completely back, and that we are in our bodies and completely here, completely grounded. And we blow out some more candles, blow out at least four more candles. Come all the way out to inward and outward balance, and then open your eyes. Open your eyes, and if you don't feel like opening your eyes, just blow out some more candles and then open your eyes. And let us just say an affirmation with eyes open. Just repeat after me with eyes open. I am alert. I am very alert. I am awake. I am very awake. I am inwardly and outwardly balanced. 
I am in control. I am the only authority in my life. Thank you, Spirit, and so it is. Oh, I love that. Good. Does that feel good? Great. Yeah, I love those affirmations. Yes, yes. The affirmations are very important. Could you repeat them again just so we have them? We can write them down. Well, I'll give you one to use uh, just on every day, on an everyday basis, not okay. just after you come out of meditation. How about this one? I am in control. I am I, in control. Yes, good. Repeat it. I am the only authority in my life. I'm the only authority in my life. I am divinely protected by the light of my being. I'm divinely protected by the light of my being. I close off my aura and body of light. Ooh, that's a good one. I close off my aura and my body of light. To the lower astral levels of mind. To the lower astral levels of mind. And I open to the spiritual world. And I open to the spiritual world. Thank you, God, and so it is. Thank you, God, and so it is. Well, I could have used you like a couple of weeks ago for that Absolutely. one. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Yeah, because as an empath, uh, and I don't talk about this on my show, but as an empath, there is a piece that I can, I can feel stuff. Okay. Not always good, you know, and there are times I want to close it off. Exactly. Because you're a psychic sponge. A psychic sponge or energy sponge is a person who absorbs energy as a sponge absorbs water. So they go through their day and with each person that they encounter, they're feeling more and more and more drained. They feel like people are vampires around them, draining their energy, just sucking them dry, sucking, 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 sucking them dry. So by the end of the day, all they can do is just lie down there on their bed, uh, complete drained, completely exhausted. What can they do? Just maybe turn on the TV. That's all they have energy for. So this is an empath. This is somebody who is very, very sensitive. And I think um, many of the people probably watching this today can relate to that to some extent, that you do feel drained by people who are like energy suckers, yes, <laughs> energy vampires. And those people, um, you don't want to be influenced negatively yeah. by them. So you... using the affirmation that I just gave you, uh, okay. that's the cure. That affirmation is the cure. You have to do it relentlessly, though. You have to keep doing it. And any time you feel that energy drain, that's the best time to do it. Can you repeat it one more time? I am in control. I am one with God. I am the only authority in my life. I am divinely protected by the light of my being. I close off my aura and body of light to the lower astral levels of mind, and I open to the spiritual world. Thank you, God, and so it is. Mm, I'm going to... That's a good one. I'm going to record that one and put it on something because that's really, really good. That's really uh, good. Would you like to hear another one that's yep. uh, along the same lines? That's helpful? yes. Go ahead. Um, the light, like this, uh, and you can repeat after me if you wish. The light of God surrounds me. The light of God surrounds the love, me. The love of God enfolds me. The love of God enfolds me. 
the power of God protects me. The presence of God watches over me. Wherever I am, God is. And all is well. Ooh, I like that one too. That was really good. That, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a, I was at a, a central market the other day and I'm, I mean, I'm quick on this stuff. I'm, I'm an empath. You're right. I sponge it. And I have been trying to figure out how to clear that off sometimes when I go into public, but there was this one instance I was with a friend and I literally started grabbing onto my friend and he, and I started kind of pushing him around. He was like, what, it, what are you doing? And he, he didn't, he's just so unaware. And there was this, a man and a woman, but it was really the man. And it was like the moment the man got near me, it was just this electrifying of just evil. And every time I turned, he was like following me. And then I, I literally at one point was going around this thing like that. And I started pushing my friend and he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, this man's energetically following me. He wasn't following me. Like he wasn't looking at me. He was just, every time I moved, he moved. And I finally said, we're getting out of the store. And I just like exited. And he was like, how did you feel that? I'm like, how did you not? Like the guy exactly. was like a walking darkness, you know? Right, right. And I mean, to a point where I was just, you know, in the store and it was like, boom, it was like, holy cow. And I just said, I like left the store. I'm like, we're leaving. I'm not even exactly. buying anything. Yeah. So uh, he's like, how in the hell did you feel? How, you know, and I didn't even, I looked at the man for like three seconds. It had nothing to do with judgment. It was all, it was just his presence, you know? Exactly. It was yeah. too it was just so bad that I literally had to like run. And so I, I don't like that, you know, that I had to do that's very, very uncommon to get that kind of presence where you just like run out. Uh, but that's rare by the way for me, but, but the feelings of feeling people all day is very, it drains me being around people all yeah. day does drain me. And I try not to cause I love people, but it does, it drains me. Yeah. I'm an empath. Exactly. And it wasn't until I read a book by um, Christine Northrup. Oh, okay. About two years ago and that I read it and it's basically, the book is basically, uh, I think it's called Energy Vampires. And what she's talking about is how there are people that are vampires, but she was more trying to talk about how they're attracted to empaths. And so as she was sharing the story of what empaths are and like, kind of like a checklist in a way, I was like, Holy that's me. You know, I'm like, what? Is that what this is? Why am I always attracted to narcissists? And she's basically like, and you are probably attracted to narcissists. Oh my God, you know, you know, like I'm literally screaming at the book. Like, Oh my God, why did you come to my life? Like 20 years ago. Exactly. So that's when it kind of like, oh, I get it. Narcissists need that plug-in and I'm a plug-in, right? So it yeah. makes sense energetically. So now I'm like the super awareness of, I call myself, I'm, I'm certified YouTube narcissist instructor. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I've at least got 150 hours of YouTube videos on narcissism. So I'm like, I've got to have some like YouTube certification somewhere. You know what I mean? I've done my 150 hours. So, <laughs> right? Like 150 hours of CE, conditioning education. I'm like, where's the 150 hours of YouTube certified in something? Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, 
I am an empath, so I understand. And more and more that I'm aware. And what that gave me an awareness to is gave me an awareness for myself. I was like, Heather, you're not crazy. One. Yeah. Um, you're not sensitive. Like you're not too sensitive. Like, you know, when you're five years old and 10 years old, you're too sensitive. I cried a lot. Yeah. Um, and the other piece of that in maybe in the conversation, but the other piece of that that I didn't, um, I just recently understood is like, cause I was such an empath and there was a lot of drama when I was growing up, I was tapping into my mother who was extremely upset a lot. Right. So she's upset about yeah. going, what was going on in what I call adult world. And the six year old is picking up on that energy. And then I was aligning myself with it. Yes, right? of course. And then in life I was recreating the energy. Yes. Yeah. And I thought I was a depressive six-year-old. Well, no, I wasn't a depressive six-year-old. I was just like tapping into hers, kind of like a connection piece. Like I was plugging in and then like, exactly. Yeah. And it's taking me, you know, years to figure that out. And like, Oh, I wasn't a depressive kid. I was tapping into other people's depression or crap or stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And yeah, um, tapping in. And I, yeah, but no one explained it to me until I was like 40. Well, yeah, it's not exactly a subject that is taught in schools. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly like, so I you right? It were. Like, are you tapping into that person's energy field? Like, yeah, sure I am. You know, it's, <laughs> but that's, and there have been times in my life, I'm in a great space, I'm in a great mood, whatever. And then I have someone in my life, like literally in my space, and then they leave and then I'm depressed. Or upset, or I use the word depressed, it's generalizing. And I'm like, why am I so upset? What's going on? And it's, I'm like, wait a minute, is that my stuff? Right. Is that really how I feel right now? Exactly. Wait, no. All right, that's their stuff. But I mean, no one, no one talks about that. You know, no one's, you know, it's, it's a weird conversation. Unless you're an empath, if you're listening, you're going, oh my God, is that why I pick up on all my family's crap and think it's mine exactly. and then process it like it's mine and I'm over depressed for three days. I don't know why I'm fucking depressed for three days because I'm picking up their shit. I mean, yes, honey, if that's you, yes. Okay. I mean, seriously. So uh, that is, that's the power of empath, you know? It's and, powerful, but. Yeah. And it's really important to learn how to heal yourself. And I have to say that affirmation in the case of this type of oversensitivity, that affirmation is really one of the most powerful ways to, to cure um, the effects, the negative effects of being so sensitive. And it really works. I mean, it works. You just have to do it consistently. Well, I'm taking it on. You came at the perfect time in my life. So um, look at the time. Okay. Wow. We've got a lot. So tell us where the book is. So, and where they can find the book, all your books, where can they yeah. can find you, all that. Right. So Third Eye Meditations uh, is available anywhere you buy books. <laughs> it's available on Amazon and everywhere else. You're so uh, funny. Wherever also, you want to buy it, you can buy it. <laughs> you can get it. IndieBound, Barnes & Noble. You can go to the bookstore and, and if they don't have it, you can ask them to, you know, get it in. Third Eye Meditations is the name of the book. And my other book's called The Big Book of Chakras and Chakra Healing. That's the other book that's come out recently. But I do have um, 17 books in print. So <laughs> you can check me out on Amazon or wherever. My name is Susan Shumsky and uh, drsusan.org. Yeah, you can check me out. 
I love it. I love it. You're like, and I have 17 other books if you'd like to pick up. <laughs> that was adorable. Um, wow. Well, you're the, let me see, think about this. Yeah, you're the largest author from the amount of books that's ever been on my show. I mean, that's, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what you're doing, wow. girl. So 17 books. That's a lot. Congratulations on that. Have any of them hit like, um, uh, any, any, I'm sure Amazon bestseller by sure, but have any of them yeah. hit any lists at all? No, like no. New York Times bestseller author or Wall Street. I'm no, just, I'm, I'm just definitely kidding. not a New York Times bestselling author. Well, most people aren't third eye. You know what I mean? Like when you're going to be on a New York Times, you have to be someone who's like, it's, it's very basic books of like how to be successful doing nothing. Like that would be a New York Times bestseller book, exactly. right? So <laughs> how to be successful by doing nothing. Okay, good. There you go. Now you're, <laughs> you mean your time to sell author for that. Yeah. I'm making a joke of it, but it is usually kind of really big, broad information like that. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm, I'm on the bestselling list of, of my publisher. Oh yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. I'm I saw on my that. Publisher's best-selling list. <laughs> and Sh Simon Schuster's a big publisher as a huge gratia. I was just curious if, if, if one of them did hit, I would have been surprised from a perspective of not because you're not great, but from a perspective of just that esoteric conversation and the higher self and the chakras and all that, even though we're, in, I mean, we're in the 2020s at this point, it's, it's not taboo. Like it was in the sixties or seventies exactly. for God's sake, but it still is. You know, I mean, Oprah really has had a huge impact in that world to be she able has. to, you know, she really blew up that world, the seat of the soul. She was the first one to bring that really to market. Yeah. Gary and then Eckhart Tolle, she brought him up, you know, exactly. she's been a huge door to that world. Yes, um, absolutely. For she's been able to create a mainstream conversation that it's not weird to go, yeah, I meditate today. People will be like, and she's crazy, you know, <laughs> Right? Like, but there was a time in our lives and our culture that if like, and I sat down for a third eye meditation, it'd be like, um, she's going in the bed. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. So, but, um, yeah, nowadays it's like, yeah, I went to yoga class and did a third eye meditation. And then I did some like med, you know, the massage and then I sat upside down for 20 minutes. And then I went in like, it's a heat thing. You're like, and that's a day for you. you know? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, now all my friends are doing ayahuasca. It's like, and I went to a ayahuasca retreat in Peru for like 10 days and I threw up and you're like, wow, that's awesome. You're like, have you spent 10 grand? Like, are you not excited? They're like, I am. I'm like, wow. I know 10 years ago, they'd be like, and she's going into the pen, but, um, exactly. or he. So anyway, I, that's my point. My point is, that I guess I still think there's a little bit of like, you know, um, people think it's weird, but I use oh, the word weird. A lot of people think it's weird. I don't, but uh, yeah, there is some people out there yeah. that, that think it's weird. I, yeah, I, I personally... The majority of people probably think it's weird, but that's okay. You know? That's okay. That's it's okay. It's changed a lot since in the last 50 years. It's ab absolutely the culture has changed tremendously. You I'm know, old I, enough to remember when it wasn't like this. <laughs> right. You, yeah, for sure. And I'll tell a quick story. I don't share this, but my mom was actually... I mean, she passed away, but I think my mom was kind of tapped into that, but she didn't want to, I mean, that was taboo, right? So, but I remember this one time 
you know, this one time this random lady shows up at our house and she's there for a couple of days, like a kind of like a gypsy traveler kind of gal, you know, and she was not my mom's friend. I know. And she stays with us for like a week. And I'm like, who is this chick? And she, she's busting out tarot cards and she's, <laughs> she came up to me and was like saying some stuff to me, kind of like, woo woo. I was like 10 and I'm oh. looking at her and I'm like, who's the crazy lady, you know? And <laughs> My, I did. I definitely did. She did tarot. It was the first time I saw tarot cards. I'm like, what's a tarot, tarot cards? You know? And so my mom was cutting edge, but quiet about it. Okay. Very, very quiet about it. I think my mom had some gifts. Um, I don't, when she died and she passed away only a couple of years ago, um, the one thing I was, I didn't really care about any of her stuff. I'm like, well, I just cared about her books. Yeah. And her books were very cutting edge uh, stuff back then. You know what I mean? Yes. Like the esoteric books back in the 70s and 80s. Those were like the books. And she was reading The Course of Miracles when I was a kid next to the Bible oh because we lived in the Bible Belt. So it was like the Bible, Course of Miracles. Like, let's make oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, and wow. she'd go to the Unity Church, but I didn't understand that. Yeah. And I was like, what is this unity church thing? And what's the course of miracles? That's about the Bible and you're going to sin. I mean, I was, <laughs> my mother thought I was crazy because I'm the one going to like the alkali church and stuff. And she's like, okay, you're, I have a daughter that's crazy, you know? And I'm like, no, you're crazy. And so it was, <laughs> but yeah, I know it's hilarious. Now looking back, but she was trying to like bring me into the other side, but I was so resistant. Now I'm like course of miracles and you know, third eye and all the things. I I know. But now she's passed away. She's probably going now, really? Now that you're gone. Now that I'm gone. Thanks a lot. Making me feel like I'm a crazy woman. It's okay. It's okay. So thank you for your time. I'm going to go stop the recording. Uh, Everyone listening, please go see uh, um, Dr. Susan. Ooh, tell me the the website one more time. DrSusan.org. Oh, that's easy. DrSusan.org. And, and divinetravels.com. Yeah. And divinetravels.com. Go check it out. My name is Heather Havenwood. Check me out at heatherhavenwood.com. And make sure you listen to me on Roku, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts and Amazon. Thanks everyone. This is Heather Havenwood. Check me out at heatherhavenwood.com. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? 
Go to callwithheather.com. For more, go to heatherhavenwood.com.